you need to let your partner be the heavy because you need to focus on bonding with your stepkids. And that includes where finances are concerned. You know, if you open up an account for one of the stepkids and they go out and blow it all at the track and spend it all on fast food, you know, you might be irritated, angry about that. Let your partner have that discussion with them. And then what I like to do, and I think it helps with the bonding, is sort of come back in after the fact, after they've been the bad cop and been the heavy and say, hey, how are you feeling? How did that conversation make you feel? What do you think about all this? What do you think about how you handled that situation? What would you do differently? You're listening to Money Tips for Financial Grownups with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel author of Launching Financial Grownups, because you know what? Grown-up life is really hard, but together, we got this. Did you know that about 60% of children in the United States live in blended families? That's according to the Pew Research Center. I was surprised And then I started thinking about my family and those around me. I myself am a stepmother. In fact, many of you are familiar with my stepchildren because they inspired my recent book, Launching Financial Grownups. I also have a stepmother and four step siblings. Sometimes it gets complicated, but apparently it's not unusual. If it ever was, maybe we're just starting to talk about it more. Cameron Norman has a lot to say about the matter. She is a stepmother to four kids, and that inspired what is a growing empire of resources for blended families, and also, I should say, otherwise complicated families. She hosts the Stepmom Diaries podcast, on which I was a guest. Cameron also provides resources through This Custom Life and Step Family Magazine, where she is co-CEO. In our interview, we talk about how to handle money-related parenting decisions in blended families, especially when, let's say, the bio-parent and the step-parent don't agree. And what to say when people gush about how great it is that you got to have a, quote, instant family, which is a trigger, actually, for many of us. If you don't get it, you're going to listen to this interview, and it will all make sense. Here is Cameron Normand. Cameron Norman, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is fun. Oh, I'm excited to have you because this is an episode that's going to be very special for me because it's something that I, it's not that I, I in no way hide it, but it's something that I don't usually talk about. And that is that I am a stepmother. I'm part of a blended family. And that is something that complicates everything, including our money. And you have a number of amazing resources for blended families, for stepmothers, and also for everyone that knows a blended family, which is basically everybody. Because if you look around, this is the way our world looks right now, right? So tell us a little bit about you, how you got started in this, and a a quick synopsis, because there's a lot of it, of your sort of mini enterprise of resources for blended families. Yeah, so you're right. The number of blended families is only growing. There are like 1,300 a day that are forming. And that statistic is actually really old. I think the number is actually much larger than that. So if you're not in a blended family, chances are someone that you know or love is. So these discussions are really important to have. And I realized that when I met my husband and he came with four kids and they were between the ages at the time of like eight and 14. So that's like right in the 
heat of, you know. That is the thick of it. Yep. That is like really the thick of it, right? But I realized when I got into it and by the time I was kind of knee deep in it, and I thought I knew what to expect because I was a stepdaughter Mm -hmm. and had lots of, you know, complicated blended family challenges of my own growing up. But um, I got into it and realized that I did not know what I was doing. And I made all kinds of mistakes. I am very type A. I'm a lawyer by background. And I had, I looked for the resources. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, give me the handbook. Where is this? You know, and, and the short answer is there wasn't one. So I created it. So I host the Stepmom Diaries podcast. I own This Custom Life, which has resources for stepmoms. And I co-own Step Family Magazine, which has a ton of resources for blended families. So I try to provide all the things that I didn't have. And I feel like if I can help one stepmom or blended family on their journey, then I've done my job. <laughs> well, and, and and truth be told, I have done a deep dive on your blog and there are so many articles that are relevant to me, even as I've been a stepmom now for 16 years. I have, you know, one 26-year-old, one 23-year-old. And I also have, I guess I call myself a bio mom to a 15-year-old. So it's a double blend in that sense. And there were so many different articles that I related to. And one thing that you are very candid about that I think is something relevant to this podcast and why I wanted to have you here is that money questions aren't just about money when it comes to blended families because it's so nuanced because of the relationships. So tell us about your approach to money with blended families. Yeah, that's so true. And really in any relationship, money can symbolize other stuff that's going on, right? Like if you have trust issues, Mm -hmm. it's going to manifest in some of these hard money conversations, which can really be amplified in blended families. So like if your spouse had trust issues with their previous spouse, that could come out as you're having, you know, money conversations with them. If they seem like they're not trusting what you're doing with money or whatever, like all of that, it's just all sort of intertwined. And these discussions can be really really difficult. It's also complicated because there may be, you know, the biological mom, the ex-spouse on either side, because sometimes blended families have both spouses have had previous marriages or children with other people. And so it's hard enough to be on the same page when it comes to money and the values associated with money with just your spouse. But then you have other parents in the mix that are also trying to instill their values, their financial values in children. So what do you do to manage that? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I think on most issues, I follow the general principle of you can't control what you can't control. Mm -hmm. You can control what happens in your household. You can control how you react to things and how you act about things. And so when it comes to kids, you know, if the other parent is doing things or teaching them, you know, financial lessons that you don't agree with, you don't want to bad mouth their mom. You don't want to bad mouth their dad. Mm -hmm but you can have a conversation with them about how things are going to be handled in your household. So if you set up a bank account for them, you can talk about how that's going to be handled with them. And if you're setting up a bank account, chances are they're probably a teenager or at least close to a teenager. And they're old enough to sort of understand that things at one household may look different than things at another. And Mm -hmm. so you can't, you can end up having a really, great influence on them financially, even if things are handled differently in the other house, you know, but it can be really complicated. I mean, these are hard Mm -hmm. issues, even when you don't throw in all the different potential Mm -hmm. adults into the mix, you know. It is hard. And it's important you say one of your money tips is to have conversations early and often. And I want to emphasize often because this isn't a check off the list and you're done, especially, you know, depending on the age that you become a step parent, 
They may be able to understand things differently at different ages. And also things change. Your, for example, even your financial situation could change for hopefully for good. And that brings up other complications, especially if, for example, spouses have different financial resources. There's a lot there. Yeah, absolutely. And the often is really important because you don't always get, I mean, sometimes you figure out on the not early side of things that you need to be having these conversations. So even when that happens, when you're already knee deep or waist deep in all this stuff, having the conversations often is really important because as you said, it doesn't, these, these challenges and these things to talk about, I mean, it's sort of like conversations that you would have just with your spouse, if you weren't dealing with a blended family or a family of any sort, you want to be having regular budget meetings. You want to be having regular like state of the state conversations. And with kids, teaching them to have those conversations regularly, even when they're out on their own and they're just sort of having those conversations with themselves, you know, looking at their monthly budget and stuff when they've got their own apartments and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. If you can install those habits early, better for them, but better for putting them in a situation where they are taking a hard look at all of this and being responsible and learning the right lessons and all of that kind of stuff. So true. It's also reality that sometimes it's uncomfortable being the step parent and you're going to be put in awkward situations, things where there's kind of no winning answer. So you say your other money tip is get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. Don't be afraid to talk about the awkwardness. I mean, I've had conversations with my stepkids, not necessarily about money where I've said, look, this feels weird. Yeah, Like I know that you have two parents and I'm not one of them. I know it may feel weird to you to have me here expressing viewpoints on different things, but we have this unique opportunity to form this relationship that can be whatever we want it to be. It doesn't have to be, you know, I'm not your mom. I'm not your dad. We can be whatever we decide that's going to be. So if you can kind of call out the the awkwardness, you know, name the elephant in the room, <laughs> you know, then that makes them feel a little more comfortable having those conversations with you. It's so true. And the truth is you, in a way you get more freedom as a step parent because you don't have to be the heavy in those things. And you can define how you want your relationship with your step family, the whole family really to be, because you do have a little more freedom in that sense. That said, it's also important to have expectations and to another money money tip of yours to set boundaries. Absolutely. And I want to underscore something you just said, which is you don't have to be the heavy. I actually think step parents shouldn't be the heavy. Mm -hmm. You need to let your partner be the heavy because you need to focus on bonding with your stepkids. And that includes where finances are concerned. You know, if you open up an account for one of the stepkids and they go out and blow it all at the track and spend it all on fast food, you know, you might be irritated, angry about that. Let your partner have that discussion with them. And then what I like to do, and I think it helps with the bonding is sort of come back in after the fact, after they've been the bad cop and been the heavy and say, Hey, how are you feeling? How did that conversation make you feel? What do you think about all this? What do you think about how you handled that situation? What would you do differently? And make it more conversational, like talk to them like you're not their friend, you're a step parent, but take that tack of where they know they can talk to you about stuff. And it'll help with the bonding because you really can't discipline. It's going to negatively impact your relationship with the kid 
if you try and get in and be the heavy too often. So I just, I wanted to underscore that you said that because it's really important. And what I love right back at you, what I love about what you just said is that you emphasize, you sort of spoke in a different tone. I don't know if you noticed that you were doing it, but you spoke in a gentle and sort of welcoming, inviting tone. And I think how you speak, the tone in which you speak to your stepchildren, it's something that's a work in progress with me. I'm trying to get better at it, but it's something I'm really doing more as they're older. They're 23 and 26, as I said, is really my role is to be approachable with questions, to be there, to be a resource, Mm -hmm. not to solve their problems, but to put them on a path to find the solutions themselves, to be self-sufficient as adults, obviously, because I wrote a book about that, but to give them the guidance and be there as someone that's not going to judge them, that's not going to necessarily discipline them, that they can come to and say, oh, I kind of messed this up. What do I do? Because sometimes as kids get older, especially, they're embarrassed. They feel they should know something. And maybe that's a great niche for a step-parent to be in, to not feel that they're going to be judged to go to you, not as a friend, because you're not their friend. It's a different relationship. I'm not sure. We need to figure out like a buzzword for it, Cameron. I I don't know. Definitely. (laughs) The loving step parent that's not going to judge, that's going to help them find the information to figure out the answers for themselves. And you don't have, I'm not saying to keep information from your spouse, but you can have a different relationship with them. Do you agree with that? It can sort of be your own thing. I totally do. And I think with one of my stepkids in particular, she comes to me with stuff a lot of times before she talks to either of her parents about it, because we have developed that ability for me to be a sounding board for her. And I think that that's such a precious relationship that if you can establish that, and it doesn't always happen, right? Like kids, it's just a hard rule. And it also can take five to seven years for a step family to really bond. And that includes bonding with the kids. So it takes, it can take a really long time and you have to kind of be in it for the, the long haul. But when you can kind of set yourself apart as a resource for them, as someone who just, they know you just want the best for them. They know that you're, when they tell you something, you're going to give them unvarnished good advice that is only looking out for them, doesn't have an agenda, isn't, Mm -hmm. you're just sort of there. I think that's really, really valuable. And I like that you said five to seven years because, and that's something, by the way, on your blog, you do have a new, numerous articles really talking about the importance of taking the, a long-term view, that we have these sort of ideas that we're going to instantly bond with these young people or, or however the old they are when they come into our lives. But you have this, I don't know if we call it a fantasy, but we have this sort of dream and idea that they're just going to bond with us and it's going to be right away, or that if it doesn't work right away, we're toast, Right. That's not true. Sometimes it can be rocky at first, but really the step families, the blended families that work, it's not instant in many cases. It's often an investment that you have to make of time, of love, of good conversations, and just, as you say, of being approachable and being a resource for them. That's so true. And I think that this whole term instant family, and I can't tell you how many yeah. people, and you probably got oh this my gosh, too. Everyone told me, oh, you have an instant family. Instant family. Instant, you know, you, yeah. All of a sudden you have these four kids, you know, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's not really, not it doesn't really. feel like an instant family. I still feel like I don't really belong here. You know I mean? It's just like a weird, yeah. this instant family concept is just not, it's not right. And I, I wish that people would stop saying that. Yeah, no, I I couldn't agree more because I went from single to having three kids in, in, you know, a year and a half and everyone's like, oh, instant family. It's like, no, I have a newborn and I have two, you know, elementary school kids instantly. 
it's a lot. And it's a lot, by the way, you know, my final sort of comment, and then I want to give you the last word, is that it's also a lot for them. And it's, I think it's really important for everyone involved in step families and blended families, not just the moms and the stepdads and the partners, everyone that knows a blended family to understand that the parents married each other and they chose each other but the kids didn't get necessarily a say in it. So this is coming right at them. So you have to really give them the time and the space to adjust to the blended family that in almost every case, they had no say in or very little say. And hopefully, hopefully they, you know, their parent gave them some feedback initially, but, but they didn't choose this. They didn't fall in love and have that trajectory that the parents had. So we want to always be sensitive to that, that you may be all rah-rah. There may be a lot of complications, not the least of which is just the complications of growing up going on with them. And with that, okay. So Cameron, final word and where can people find you and be in touch? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at this underscore custom underscore life. I do have a little financial freebie at stepfamilymoney.com, which it's a top 10 list of conversations that you should have with your spouse if you're marrying someone with kids in terms of finances. Wish I had that before. (laughs) Yeah. It all worked out, but wish I had that to everyone. Even if you're already married, get the list now. It's never too late. Absolutely. And then I host the Stepmom Diaries podcast, so you can find me there. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. A big thank you to so many of you that have already bought my new book, Launching Financial Grownups, Live Your Richest Life by Helping Your Almost Adult Kids Become Everyday Money Smart. This book was not easy to write because I had to get honest with myself about what was working with my teen and young adult kids and what was not working. And I also had to be prepared to share it with all of you. So first of all, thank you for your support and your wonderful responses to it. There's definitely some things in there that you may not have been expecting to hear. By the way, I got a lot of help from my money expert friends and also financial therapists and parenting experts. I am really happy with how launching Financial Grownups came out, even though it really was hard to be like I said, that honest, and um, it was a lot of work, but I really love doing it, and I'm really happy with how it came out. On that note, if you have not already, please pick up a copy of Launching Financial Grownups today. After you do, please share it on social media. Please leave a review on Amazon. Those reviews are super important because the algorithm picks up on them, and that can make the book a lot more visible to more people. So I truly appreciate it, and I really also appreciate all of your support. This was an intense interview for me, as you could probably tell. I get pretty passionate when it comes to my own experiences in blended families, stressing the plural blended families. I think we need to be talking more about it, especially acknowledging that as much as the parents, which is me, seem to get thrown into blended families and need time to find our way, the kids, also me, also get thrown into it. But in the case of the kids in these blended families, they didn't choose it. So we, as the parents, need to really appreciate that side of things. It's not until recently that I started really thinking about it from that perspective. So I'm curious, what stood out to you about this conversation? And more importantly, what did we miss that we should be talking about? Be in touch. You can DM me on Instagram at bobbyrebell one That's B-O-B-B-I-R-E-B-E-L-L and then the number one. Be sure to check out our show notes for a link to Cameron's free download, 10 conversations everyone must have when they settle down with someone who has kids. 
You can find the show notes on my website, bobbyrebell.com. Just look for the podcast tab. And while you're there, you can also get a free transcript of the podcast and sign up for our free newsletter. Big thanks to the Stepmom Diaries, Cameron Norman, for helping us all be financial grownups. Money Tips for Financial Grownups is a production of BRK Media, LLC. Editing and production by Steve Stewart. Guest coordination, content creation, social media support, and show notes by Ashley Wall. You can find the podcast show notes, which include links to resources mentioned in the show, as well as show transcripts, by going to my website, bobbyrebell.com. You can also find an incredible library of hundreds of previous episodes to help you on your journey as a financial grown-up. The podcast and tons of complimentary resources associated with the podcast is brought to you for free, but I need to have your support in return. Here's how you can do that. First, connect with me on social media at bobbyrebell1 on Instagram and bobbyrebell on both Twitter and on Clubhouse, where you can join my Money Tips for Grownups Club. Second, share this podcast on social media and tag me so I can thank you. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reading each one means the world to me. And you know what? It really motivates others to subscribe. You can also support our merch shop, grownupgear.com, by picking up fun gifts for your grown-up friends and treating yourself as well. And most of all, help your friends on their journey to being financial grownups by encouraging them to subscribe to the podcast. Together, we got this. Thank you for your time and for the kind words so many of you send my way. See you next time. And thank you for supporting Money Tips for Financial Grownups.